Hey, this is Dan Wonderlich from Defining Grace, and welcome to Art of the Sermon, a show for preachers, teachers, and communicators. I want to start by saying happy Easter to everybody. If you're following along with this podcast in real time, it's being released on the Thursday after Easter. Uh, if you're listening through the archives some point in the future, happy Easter to you too, but especially to all y'all following along as we're going. Uh, it has been a long season of Lent and perhaps even felt like a really long Holy Week. Some of you have all of those extra services, maybe a Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, maybe an Easter vigil or Easter sunrise. And then, of course, you have Resurrection Sunday, which all of this is wonderful. It is a great celebration. It's an important time in the church calendar, but it can be tiring. And so hopefully this week you are on vacation. And so in that spirit, we are doing what's known in the podcasting world as a mini-sode. Rather than a full episode with a full interview and a guest and everything, we're just going to talk for a little while about a topic uh, give you a little bit of a break as you're recovering uh, from this season. And the the timely topic for this week, we're going to be talking about guest preaching. My guess is that those of you who are senior pastors or regular preachers at your location, uh, you may have a guest preacher in your pulpit this weekend. Maybe even uh, your associate pastor is preaching. Uh, a while back, one of our guests, Bishop Ken Carter from the Florida Conference of the Methodist Church, joked that he had a file folder full of sermons about Doubting Thomas because of his years as an associate and joked that the Sunday after Easter was known as Associate Pastor Sunday. I know our audience also has plenty of associate pastors in it, uh, seminarians, student pastors, and so maybe you are the ones that are filling the pulpits this coming weekend. And hope you have a lot of fun. I hope that God speaks through you and you do great work this weekend. Uh, but I want to pitch to you eight ways that guest preachers can enhance your ministry. If you are the regular preacher, if you do preach on a week-in, week-out basis, uh, it can be sometimes difficult to bring in guest preachers, or it may not feel like the most natural and common thing, but I want to share with you eight ways that guest preachers can actually help you as the regular preacher. Bringing them in regularly, scheduling them intentionally can actually be a benefit for your ministry. And so let's go through those eight ways together. Number one, guest preachers can help keep your voice fresh. One of the biggest uh, pushbacks that I hear and have experienced about guest preaching is that if you bring in a guest preacher, then they get extra attention, and perhaps the congregation also likes them more. At least it sounds like it in the moment, right? The congregation is very complimentary. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you. It's so great to have a fresh voice here. Come back anytime you want. I, even serving as a guest preacher one time, had someone say, we wish you were our regular preacher. And I'm not doing that to uh, toot my own horn or pat myself on the back. I'm doing that to to just say that sometimes congregation members don't always think uh, before they speak, uh, and they don't always pay attention to who's standing around. That was a really awkward moment, standing there next to the regular preacher, hearing the person say, we wish you could be here more often. But of course, I told the person the truth. I said, you know what? You really enjoyed today probably because I was a fresh voice, and you don't get to hear me all the time. But if you heard me all the time, you would love uh, someone else else as well. This idea of of freshness uh, is important, not just with uh, preaching, but with food, right? If you eat the same thing every night for dinner, you'll get sick of it eventually. Even filet mignon gets old if you have it every night. You got to mix things up. You got to keep it fresh. You got to bring in fresh voices. And so these fresh voices of guest preachers will stand out. But also, if you regularly bring in other people to preach as a guest preacher, then they are hearing your voice less and it helps keep your voice more fresh. And so if you do this on a regular basis, it becomes less of a threat and more of a tool for you to use to keep your voice, your perspective, your preaching style fresh for your own congregation. 
So that's number one. Guest preachers help keep your voice fresh. Number two, guest preachers help keep our perspective aligned. It can be difficult for pastors who see preaching as their primary gift to, quote, give up my pulpit, but I have an issue with that, even as someone that loves preaching and sees preaching as one of my primary gifts, and that is, it is not your pulpit. It may be the church that you are leading. It may even be the church that you planted, but it is not your church. It's not your worship service, and it's not your pulpit. It belongs to God. This is God's church, God's bride. Now, you may be responsible, and you are responsible to have someone uh, in that pulpit that's going to do a good job, that's going to do an effective job, that is going to speak the truth, that's going to proclaim the gospel, that is going to follow the theological and doctrinal guidelines of your particular denomination or, uh, you know, stream of, of church. You are responsible for what gets said from the pulpit, but it isn't your pulpit. And so when you only use guest preachers when you're sick or on vacation, it kind of says that you are the end-all be-all unless you have to be somewhere else. But when you voluntarily allow someone else to preach, when you bring in guest preachers to use uh, the pulpit, when you bring in guest preachers uh, to share with your community, you are reminding your congregation and yourself that you are not the end-all be-all and that preaching isn't your one and only or maybe even primary responsibility. We have so many other responsibilities as pastors. Now, depending on how your job is structured, that may be your primary uh, responsibility. But when you bring in guest preachers regularly, it also frees up your mind, your spirit, and your schedule from the weekly rhythm of sermon preparation to tackle other important projects. So maybe if you know you have something coming down the pike, you've got budget season coming up, or you've got an important meeting, or maybe you've got a ministry that you're really wanting to launch, bring in a guest preacher for a week or two here and there to to free up space in your schedule to focus on those important projects. So that's number two, guest preachers help keep our perspective aligned. Number three, guest preachers reveal the diversity of the body of Christ. I am a white male Southern preacher uh, in the United Methodist Church. All of those things describe me. And so it becomes a responsibility of mine, I feel, to bring in people who are not those things. So as a white person, maybe I bring in a preacher who is a person of color. If I'm a male, I bring in some female preachers. If I'm young, I bring in a preacher with more experience. If I'm from a particular faith tradition, maybe I find someone from another faith tradition or my same faith tradition from a different region of the country who has a slightly different perspective. Again, and still lining up with the theology and doctrinal standards of, of whatever your faith community is or expects. But, but when you bring in people who are unlike you, people who contrast to some feature of you or your experience, it helps give a wider view of the body of Christ, a wider view of the church of Christ. It helps to share more perspectives on how to understand and live as disciples in the kingdom of God. And uh, when you bring in people like that, again, don't just bring them in when you're sick or on vacation. Bring them in, but then be there, be present, pay attention, maybe even take notes. Do whatever you can to show that this person isn't a token representing some facet of diversity, but they are a brother or sister in Christ whom God has gifted with the ability and the call to preach. Show that they are important and that they are here to share something that you value as well, and it'll be reflected in your community. So number three, guest preachers reveal the diversity of the body of Christ. Number four, guest preachers can help with unfamiliar topics. Now, a lot of us pastors are very curious. Maybe we read a lot or we listen to a lot of podcasts or we watch a lot of television or documentaries, but let's face it, you cannot be an expert in everything. 
right? We can maybe be a jack of all trades, but you can't be a full expert in everything. And so chances are good. There is someone in your community or in your sphere of influence or in your friends or colleagues who can speak to things that you can't. And along these lines, you might bring in someone who has a unique story or perspective, uh, and, and that person may not even be a preacher. So you could structure your message time like an interview or a dialogue. You, you have them share details or share their story or share their perspective, and then you being the pastor, you can help uh, bring the theological perspective and application. Uh, I wrote a blog post a while back that you can find at defininggrace.com about the TED Talk Bible study method, and this is sort of like doing the TED Talk Bible study method as your sermon time. You have someone that uh, is experienced in some form of, of history or science or has some unique story with a unique perspective, and they share it, and then you ask the right kind of theological questions, and you help people understand how what they're talking about connects to their life as people of faith. And so that's number four. Guest preachers can help with unfamiliar topics. Number five, guest preachers can help with difficult topics. So we said in number one that because guest preachers have a fresh voice or because the associate pastor isn't someone that they hear from all the time, they're going to naturally receive a little bit more uh, attention, and, and especially if they're a guest preacher from outside the community and are skilled at public speaking uh, or are really good communicators, people are going to give them extra attention just because they're new and, and they're fresh. And so why don't we take advantage of this? Why don't we use this? for our benefit. Maybe bring in someone who can speak about a difficult topic or who can say things in ways that you perhaps cannot. It's not that you can't preach the truth. It's not that you can't uh, talk about all different aspects, but maybe someone else can speak about it more effectively. Or maybe someone has more authority in a, a certain area. Or maybe someone has a life story or a set of experiences that gives them the platform to share about a certain topic. Uh, or, or perhaps they uh, have the sort of audacity or the courage or the calling to really challenge your congregation in a certain area. And then you as the shepherd who fully support and come behind the message, you can then, uh, you know, compassionately help your church process the challenge. You can help your church figure out how to live into the challenge. And so it's kind of easier for sometimes for a guest preacher to come in and preach a really challenging message and then they leave. And then you as the person who is there week to week can come alongside of them and reinforce that message, but help them process it and deal with it. Where if you were the one that leveled the challenge, it might affect your relationship with the congregation. And so that's some Number five, guest preachers can help with difficult topics. Number six, effective regular guest preachers make you look good. Now, of course, the end-all be-all of preaching is not looking good. That is not what it's about. But think about that friend that always has a really great restaurant recommendation, or they're always telling you about some book or TV show or movie, and then you go and see it, and it's really great. They just have really great taste. That is a friend that you love. That's a friend that you turn to. That's a friend that you respect. And when you're looking for help, in these areas, you go to that friend and you seek out their opinion. Well, you can be like that friend for your congregation, but instead of with restaurants or books or television shows, you can be that way with preachers and authors and communicators. If you share your preaching responsibility with quality people, whether it's guests or your own associate pastor or maybe even a, a talented lay speaker in your congregation, your congregation will respect you for sharing your pulpit with quality people, and they will see you as a resource to go to if they have questions or want to learn more about certain topics or if they want to find a book about a certain situation that they're going through. You can become that friend for your congregation. So number six, effective regular guest preachers can make you look good. 
Number seven, guest preachers may actually help financially. Now, this isn't going to necessarily apply to all of the congregations out there, but this is a really unique thing that came up in my interview with Pastor Adam Weber uh, a while back on the podcast. He shared that even though his church brings in what are considered to be big name speakers and authors in the church world, it still costs less than hiring a full-time teaching pastor. So maybe you're at a a middle-sized church and you're starting to feel the pressure of, I don't know that I can preach all the time. I don't know that I can be the regular preacher. We're thinking about bringing in an associate pastor or a teaching pastor or something like that. You may be able to bring in guest preachers, even of of decent quality or authors that are, are kind of well-known within certain spheres. You may be able to bring them in at a, at a regular interval for less than it costs to hire someone fully on staff. And then Pastor Adam Hamilton at the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection, which is the largest church uh, in the United Methodist denomination. He shared that before he regularly brought in guest preachers, whenever he was going to be gone, attendance dipped way, way down because people were there uh, usually to see him preach. His preaching was one of the big draws for the church. And so whenever he was going to be out of town and word got out that he was gone, attendance would dip way down. And of course, when attendance goes down, giving goes down. And so whenever he was sick or on vacation, it would be a big uh, hit to their budget. But when he started bringing in regular guest preachers, and started mixing in some of his other associates on a more regular basis, people got used to him not being in the pulpit. Even if he was present or on vacation or gone, whether he was here or there, they got used to seeing other people in the pulpit, and it helped level out uh, the fluctuations in attendance, which of course then also helped to level out things like giving. And so they didn't take a big hit whenever he was gone. And so again, this may not apply to every church out there, but you might look at it. Guest preachers may help you financially, and that's point number seven. And number eight, and this one is going to take a slightly different direction than the other ones, I would encourage you to go be a guest preacher yourself. And and you might need to give yourself permission to do that, or if you need my permission, I give you permission to go be a guest preacher somewhere else. That may be a little uncomfortable. You say, if I'm going to preach somewhere, it should be my home church. It should be my community. If I'm going to preach, it should be in the church that I'm responsible for. But preaching in the same church, in the same community every week, while a blessing and a responsibility, it can also at times get kind of old or it can get routine or you can feel yourself falling into a rut or falling into a groove where if you go and be a guest preacher somewhere else, not only do you help out that other person with all the ways that a guest preacher helps, but it might help enliven your experience. It might refresh your experience as a preacher. Going and preaching at another church in another community, getting to come in uh, and, and, and share a message that God has placed on your heart, it might light a new fire for you for preaching. So if things are starting to feel a little routine or feel a little dull, seek out the opportunity to be a guest preacher somewhere else. And so that's number eight. And so let's recap the eight ways that guest preachers can help enhance your ministry. Number one, guest preachers help keep your voice fresh. Number two, guest preachers keep our perspective aligned. Number three, guest preachers reveal the diversity of the body of Christ. Number four, guest preachers can help with unfamiliar topics. Number five, guest preachers can help with difficult topics. Number six, effective regular guest preachers make you look good. Number seven, guest preachers may actually help financially. And number eight, go be a guest preacher yourself. So there you have it, eight ways that guest preachers can enhance your ministry. And whether you're preaching this weekend or not, and whether you're the regular preacher or you're the associate preacher or you're a guest preacher this weekend, I am praying for you, as always, that God gives you what you need 
need this weekend to proclaim the gospel and help bring about the kingdom of God in your community. And now, before we go, I want to ask you, what did you think about this mini-sode? Did you like it? Did you like the format? We, of course, are going to continue the interviews, and, and we're going to get back to interviews in the next episode and, and for the foreseeable future, but would you mind if I dropped in mini-sodes from time to time? Would it be okay to have a shorter episode uh, focused on a specific topic? If so, head over to artofthesermon.com. You can comment on the show notes or reach out on social media, facebook.com slash artofthesermon, instagram.com slash artofthesermon. Feel free to comment on posts or send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you. So have a wonderful Easter season and uh, preach well, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Art of the Sermon. You can find show notes, including links to some of the things that we talked about at artofthesermon.com. As always, I would love to hear what you think about the show, and I want your input to be a part of the conversation. So you can connect with me through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all at username Art of the Sermon. If you'd like to support the show, I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcast app so that new episodes are downloaded as soon as they're live. And of course, in addition to sharing the show with your friends, the best way to help us out is to leave a review in the iTunes store. This lets iTunes know that you care about the show and want other people to find it. Thank you again so much for joining me, and I'll catch you next time on Art of the Sermon.